Welcome to this week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Yes. Power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is. Power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I love that song. Hallelujah. It's a good reminder that there's power in his name. It's a good reminder to us that whatever we're enduring, there's, there's power in his name. Sometimes we don't know what to pray or say, but, but just Jesus. Just Jesus sometimes will suffice, you know. Just Jesus is enough. How many of you know that we don't need fancy words or long-winded prayers, but the name of Jesus is enough. Hallelujah. It is enough. It is more than enough. There's power in the name. Let me just tell you, yesterday I was reminded that there's power in the name of Jesus. I was getting ready to leave the house. I had to leave and be somewhere last night, and and I was just getting ready. The news was on, and uh, I heard it, and all of a sudden, breaking news, and they came across with the... Uh, the shooting that happened in Texas, and I just stopped. They said it was in Allen, Texas, and so my heart stopped because that's where my kids live. And so I hurried up and grabbed my phone and Googled the shopping center, and I thought, oh, my God, they just moved right near there. And so I hurried up and got a hold of my daughter, and I said, I just need to know that you're okay. I just need to know you're not out shopping. And she says, Dad, it's really funny. She said, we were just about to go. And she said, my stepdad said no. They were just about to go to that same plaza. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? See, every day I pray, not just over church people and the people in our our network of churches and that, but my children, and I just call out their names before the Lord, and I, I, and I pray angels be dispatched over them, warring angels, protection, you know. And so I just believe that, that it was God that started to protect her, to keep her from shopping. She, like, she just bought her first car yesterday, you know. So she had to send us a photo of that earlier in the day of her new Chevy Malibu. It's a nice car. I thought, honey, you need to buy daddy a car. And so... But she bought her first car, and she was going to go out and celebrate and, you know, spend some more money, right, as young people do. And, and thank God that for his protection. Thank God that he keeps us covered. Remember last week we started, as we were preaching, he covers us with his feathers, that in order for the enemy to get to you, he first has to go through God. Amen. That's the God that we serve. So, so, so a thousand can fall at one side and 10,000 at the other, but it shall not come near us. That's just another example that you and I need to speak the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus over our lives and our families, everything that's dear to us, everything. We, I plead the blood of Jesus over my dog, you know. Are you hearing when, every, anything that matters to me? I just thank God that it's covered, amen, that, that no harm shall become him, amen, that, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, amen, because that's the protection of God, amen. What could have been a catastrophe, something that could have hit really close to home yesterday didn't, amen, because, because God, because he covers us, because he protects 
protects us. That's why we shouldn't get too bored in worship. That's why uh, worship is what will set an atmosphere for God to show up and show off. Worship is, is what will set an atmosphere for you and I to connect and plug in. You've heard me say that and use that analogy all the time. That you, you, we, we, we need to be sure that we're plugged into the power source, which is Him, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. You and I plug into the power source through worship. I, I know people would like to think it's every other way. You, you don't plug in just by speaking in tongues. You plug in through the Holy Ghost, through worship. You, that's where you plug in at. Uh, tongues is nice. Interpretation's nice. I love all the gifts of the Spirit, but you plug in through worship. That's where you get to the secret place. How many remember when we began that, that series, a, this series a few weeks ago, we talked about the secret place. He who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You get there through worship. Can we get to a place of worship in the body of Christ where we just get lost in his presence and worship? He will speak to you and show you things and encourage you. You don't need, you don't need to talk to nobody else about your problems like, like what he can do in a moment of worship. That's true. You, you can get more encouragement from just a few moments of worship than you ever could a, an hour counseling session with somebody. I believe in counseling. I, I, I like to do it myself. I, I like to counsel others, but God can do more in a few moments of worship than any therapist can do for you in 10 years. That's true. More. He, he can deliver you in, in a moment like that of worship rather than 10 years of therapy. What God has done for me in moments of worship, he has helped me and healed me and delivered me in moments of worship. I spent years in therapy. I was messed up from the floor up. I mean, I got, I got, I got so much dysfunction in me, right? But it's what God was able to do in me through worship. It's where my deliverance came. It didn't come sitting in a chair or laying on a couch. Again, there's a need for that. There's times for that. But it came through a moment of worship. When I got so desperate that I needed change, when I said, God, I'm so sick and tired of being and living this way. And God, if this is you, surely this, this life I'm living doesn't look like or sound like your word. I need you. And you know what? When I said I need you, he sent help. And when he sent help in that moment of worship, he'll bring deliverance. He'll bring healing. He'll bring miracle working power because there is power in the name of Jesus. That's why we need not be afraid to speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus over your family, over your car, over your, your empty wallet, whatever it is. Speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Speak the name of Jesus over your neighborhood and your street. Hallelujah. Over your family and your loved ones. Hallelujah. Some of them are about to get a wake-up call they didn't even know they were going to get because we're going to speak the name of Jesus over them. Hallelujah. Our city will get a wake-up call. They don't know they're going to get it. They're just going to get it because somebody's speaking the name of Jesus. Are, are you hearing what I'm telling you? That, 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 that there, there's fruit in that. There's help that's in that. And so, amen, we'll just keep praying even for families who, who are, are sort of making progress, Diana, right? Family members who are making progress that they're going to get a wake-up call and they don't even know it's coming right? Their, their eyes will just be opened. Amen. That people will, will, will get saved and they don't even want to get saved, but they're going to get saved. Are you hearing me? That people will get a hunger to get baptized and they don't even understand it fully. They just, they just want it, right? People want to get filled with the Holy Ghost and they'll just get a wake-up call because there's power in the name of Jesus, right? Amen. I believe that. 
I believe it because I know the evidence in my own life and people that I know and people that I love and people that we've seen uh, miracles in our own church, in our own families, amen, that there's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, there is. Amen. Power in the name of Jesus. People online saying amen. I see you. Amen. They're shouting Jesus online. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. A wake-up call for our nation. Jesus. I mean, come on. Jesus. I don't know if any of you have been seeing the deliverance and stuff happening in movie theaters. Anybody, anybody paying attention? Because of some of the movies, the Christian movies that are playing, and, and that newest one, uh, Come Out in Jesus' Name. They're, they're, they're having deliverance services. I mean, God is moving. If you haven't seen it, get it online. Watch that movie. I'm telling you. It will, it will set you ablaze. I mean, devils are being cast out of people. While watching this movie in, 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 in AMC and some of these things, it is wow. Just get online, Google it if you have to, and watch what God is doing. Uh, God is, is really up to something, and you and I need to just keep speaking the name of Jesus. If you don't see anything changing, just speak the name of Jesus. If it doesn't look any different, just speak the name of Jesus. Come on. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is like today. Days like today, I have to speak the name of Jesus over myself and my mind. Because if we go by what, we, what it looks like, amen, we'll get discouraged. If it, we go by what, what, what circumstances look like and appear like, we, we'll get right where the enemy wants us. But you have to speak the name of Jesus. Uh, we have to be able to speak the name of Jesus over our children. Amen. Uh, the, the, see, we, we're, we're doing an outreach for the the, the we're getting ready to do an outreach for the, the elementary school up the street because uh, often forgotten, you know, here on this side of town. And so uh, we want to help these kids and help these teachers uh, who are spending their money to supply things for that classroom. And so we're getting ready to, to, to do an outreach and supply them with everything that they'll need for their classrooms, tissues and crayons and whatever. And so we're going to start doing that. And because and the reason is they think it's just school supplies. It's not crayons, and uh, I know everyone laughs at how I say that. It's not crayons or, or Kleenexes or pencils or pens. It's not even uh, chalk. All those things. All that, yes, we'll be getting all that in there to help them in the coming school year, yes. But you know what it really is? It's really getting them Jesus. Because what they don't know is that it's prayed over. It's covered. And so we're going to get Jesus to them one way or another. Are you hearing me? We're going to get help to them and hope to them one way or another. So every time they pick up something that, that came from this place and that, that we, we were able to get donated or we purchased or whatever, it'll go there and, and they're going to get Jesus with it. They're going to get encouragement. Those teachers are going to get little handwritten cards and notes from us every time they pull out a new box or something. Are you here? We're going to give them hope and encouragement because they need it. They need to know, hey, we're praying for you. We love you. We're your neighbor. We're, we're here for you. We're just not sending our kids and saying, hey, you deal with them. No, we're, we're praying for you that God will give you the strength and the grace for you to deal with them, for, that God will give you a supernatural wisdom to be able to help and impart something to them. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So we're going to get Jesus. That's why you need to speak Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, because we're going to get 
get it to them one way or another. We're, we're just going to slip it in on them, you know, just, just, just undercover. They're not even going to know it's going to hit them, you know. They're going to open a box of, of chalk and out comes a scripture. Why? Because they weren't expecting it. We're going to get Jesus to them somewhere. Are you hearing what I'm telling If they want to surprise us with guns in our school, we're going to surprise them with the greatest weapon of all, the Word of God, somebody. Tell me I can't do that. Tell me we can't do that, right? Hallelujah. I, w- I went to a, a local high school the other day for a function, and, you know, I walked in there. I, I went in there right as it was starting. There wasn't a security guard, a metal detector. There wasn't a teacher. There was nobody that was, like, checking things out. I thought, this is something crazy. And it was at that moment that God reminded me about the outreach we're doing. He said, well, since they're not paying any attention to keep you safe, he said, what you need to do is, is make sure their soul is safe and get them the word. So that's when I, I, God gave me the full revelation of sending the word and sending the encouragement and the cards and the notes with all this other stuff to, to encourage the teachers and to encourage the staff and to pray with them, amen, but also the students. So we would just figure, hey, if they're not concerned about the safety of the students, we're going to take it upon ourselves, amen, and we're going to make sure they're safe and covered and plead the blood of Jesus and anoint every box of, of product that goes into that school. Are you here? I mean, we're going we're gonna to need gallons of, of, of anointing oil, Lois, so you better see if we can get a reduced price. Amen. Or we're going to have to make our own. We've done that too before. Uh, make our own and, and just we're going to anoint everything that goes in there. I'm believing for a, a, a mighty harvest of a product that's going to go into that school that it'll astound them. It'll, it'll just astound them what we're able to give them. I, I'm believing, and we're going to get the word to them. The, the anointing will cover them. Hallelujah. Strength and wisdom will be poured into them. Yes, that's what church is for. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're about to. They, they, got, they got a scolding email from Pastor Adam Lawson at freshfirechurch.net, let me tell you, about their lack of security and safety, all of us, hundreds of us sitting there. I thought, Lord, you all were, got your head in the sand. Hallelujah. And so we're going we're gonna to take care of our, our, our local kids for sure and let them know we love you, we're praying for you, and we're going to give you whatever it is that you need. Amen. Hallelujah. We used to do back-to-school bashes and give out you know, book bags by the hundreds. And the Lord just kept restraining me from doing that for years and years, and I couldn't figure it out why. And then he showed me, he said, because everyone started doing it. And then some people just come to get free because it's free. Instead, he said, no, I want you to give it to the teachers and allow them to use the wisdom and the knowledge they have to give it who needs it. So give them the book bags and let them distribute to the kids who are coming in without. Are you here what I'm telling you? Because uh, God says we're to be good stewards. We would spend hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, doing that. And so the Lord, he just gives us wisdom. He speaks to us when we need it. And so uh, I'm just excited about it. So that'll all be coming out the 1st of June, what we're going to be collecting, taking donations. So if you're somewhere and you see school supplies, you can just start getting it. Or if you just want to donate, we can buy some things by bulk and we get it ridiculously cheap. Uh, and so uh, we'll be reaching out to other people, but we're going to take care of this neighborhood. Uh, I, I said we're going to, this is just one of the many ways that we're going to be reaching them in these coming months and all of those things. But uh, we're just going to slip in on them. Hallelujah. I, I just saw it. The, the Lord, the Lord uh, was speaking to me about how he operates undercover. And then, anybody ever put on a disguise? 
put a mask on, scare somebody. I've done that to Lois a few times. Literally, I was watching. We're going to get to this message in a moment. I was watching, scrolling through. I was sitting in a waiting room and waiting the other day, and I was scrolling, you know, one of those online videos or something, you know, the pranks and stuff that was coming up for some reason. And it was showing me how these people were dressed in one of those suits that looks like a bush. I don't know if you've ever seen them. It looks like a leafy bush, but it's not a bush. It's a person inside, and they, they move, and people, I mean, people were falling to the ground. And, and I was sitting there laughing in the waiting room, tears running down my face. And they, they called my name, and I was like wiping tears or whatever. And as I was walking back to the room, the Lord said, that's how I am, undercover. So he started speaking to me about how he operates undercover. That's why he wants us to move. That. So he, the way God operates sometimes undercover, he needs you and I to sometimes do the same. That sometimes the method and the means of which we need to minister to people isn't always in your face. It's sort of undercover. It's sort of just through love. It's sort of just through blessing people. Amen. It, it, it's sort of just in those ways. So uh, I don't know. There's a message in there somewhere I might get to. But, but uh, God wants you and I to, to sort of operate and, and minister and bless in sometimes some undercover ways just like he does. Sometimes God shows up when we didn't even know it was God until later. But it, it was God. And so uh, hallelujah. So that's some of what we're going to be doing in the months ahead. Hallelujah. So. I'm excited about it. I pray you are as well. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Psalms chapter 23. We've been trying to get through this. This is, I'm going to wrap it up today. But as far as we get today, as far as it's going to be, hallelujah. We've been trying to get through this. Psalms 23. Uh, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go back and pick up where we were last week. I'll just... Uh, I'll just pick up right where we left off instead of doing any kind of review, but Psalms chapter 23, hallelujah. We'll put it on the screen if you need it, if you don't have a Bible with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's all we got preached last week was those two verses. Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God's trying to get you and I to be able to live and dwell in a still place, in a calm place. That's the main focus of where we were last week. He, to allow us to operate in peace. Because what the devil wants more than anything is for you and I to not have peace of mind. 
Oh, if, if the devil can get you and I from having peace, he'll cause you and I to live a life in turbulence. And remember, I gave you the analogy of, of when you fly and you, you go into turbulence, how the plane will fall. And it's a little bit scary. The, the enemy wants you and I to sort of live in a place of turbulence where we're uncertain about things, where we lack peace, but we're maybe fearful and have anxiety. And so if the enemy can get in your mind and he can mess with the way in which you think, he'll cause you and and rob you of your peace. And so that's really uh, the the, the focus of much of where we spent last week, how the the enemy wants to to take our peace from us, take take, and and disrupt our our way of thinking and cause us to live in, in turbulent times. Hallelujah. But the Lord is my shepherd. We shall not want. Hallelujah. We shall not want. I, I told you that when he says I shall not want, it means I'm not worried. It means I'm not worried. Hallelujah. I, I won't worry. So, so we're not going to worry because the Lord is our shepherd. We're, we're not going to worry. And so we spend a little time there on, on it wants us to lay down in green pastures and still waters and and I, I, I want to move on from that without re, re, really reviewing that uh, t- too, too much. But he, it, it says there in, in that, that third verse, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, I've done some preaching and teaching on Psalms 23 before. And if any of you have been able to be a part of it before, you might remind me telling you uh, of an analogy, of an example of, of why the, the, David sort of puts it and speaks to it this way, that he leads me besides still waters and and the reason is is david uh, 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 if you missed last week go back and, and check it out it, it should still be up up and available i think it's even on podcast i think so if you missed it go back and listen to it but but david sort of writes this in this manner because uh, he, he says he leads me he, he he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters the reason you and I need to make sure that we are we are near still waters, this is so important, and you and I need to be able to recognize the enemy and adversity operating our, in our lives when there's not stillness. Because the enemy causes us to sort of, how many of you know, I mentioned that sort of the term last week that there are some people who are just hooked on drama. And, and they always have to sort of have drama around them. They, they, they just drain me. Right? I, I don't have the ability for that too long, right? Because it, it, it's exhausting. But the enemy will sort of do that in our lives. He'll cause us to be sort of hooked on drama to where we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know what it is to, to be at a still place, to be able to, to lie down by still waters. But David brings this up in Psalms 23, and he says that he, he, he leads me beside the still waters. You need to really make investments, and this is right where we left off last week, make investments and take advantage of the opportunities where God gives you still waters to enjoy, places of peace, places for you to, to get your mind calm, places for you that, that'll just let you relax and enjoy, right? I don't care if it's a park somewhere or hugging a tree or sitting on your front porch or whatever it might be. doesn't matter what it is. He makes me to lie down in green, in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. We all need to have those places that, that bring a stillness and a peace to us. And David lays it out this way because sheep are, are heavy, uh, are, are, are weighted down, heavy laden with wool. All right. And, 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 and really, if you, if you understand sheep and why David writes it this way, if you bring sheep to moving water that's, that's moving rapidly, if you would try to take some sheep up to the high pal, 
waterfall there and, and put them near the water to drink, they wouldn't be able to drink. They would get sucked in. Because their wool was so heavy that if it gets wet, it will becomes too weighty for them and it, and it will pull them in. All right. So, so they'll, they'll, they'll come to that, new, that water that, that's moving rapidly and they'll, they'll bring their tongue to the water to drink. But the wetness of the water with the heaviness of their wool will drag them in underneath that current. They can't drink in turbulent times. You need to hear what, what, what the Lord is speaking to you and I. So many times life feels like we're gasping for air or like we're trying to catch a break or catch a breath, right? Because, but you need, you need to count it as a warning and, and, and some wisdom from God. Don't try to drink in turbulent times. No, find a still place to take a drink. Hallelujah. Find a calm place for you and I to gather ourselves. Hallelujah. I've learned that that's why I don't necessarily reveal all that's going on in my life to people who are turbulent people. How many of you know there are some people, they're just turbulent people. There's always a, 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 a storm brewing in, in, in with them and around them, right? And so I, I, I don't bring my problems into a turbulent atmosphere. I'm real careful about that because if I bring my problems into an already turbulent atmosphere, it'll draw me in. It, it'll pull me under something that could be refreshing, right? You got to know the right people to be able to connect with, to be able to bring you help. Hallelujah. Note, notice something. He says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He leads them beside still waters. Sheep don't even birth their young in turbulent, turbulent places. They have to find a calm place to deliver what's on the inside of them. That's why sometimes you and I don't even fully know all that God has placed on the inside of us because of all the turbulence around us. Some people don't even know all the goodness that's on the inside of them in some churches because the church is so full of such turbulence. They, they can't get what's in them out of them. And you need to understand you were designed by God, so there is greatness on the inside of you. It's just a matter of it being, being revealed to you and if you and I are always surrounded by turbulence, what is in you can't come out of you. Hallelujah. What's in you can't come out of you any more than you can drink in a storm, any more than you and I can get refreshed in the storm. So it says he leads me beside still waters. In other words, that's that calm place that he wants to bring you and I to. So you and I can refortify ourselves. Because if we're in constant turbulence, we can't drink. We can't be refreshed. That's why we get often so desperate for, for something to change, for something to move, because all the chaos that goes on around us. Hallelujah. In other words, God has some still waters for you and I. That's what God wants to speak to you and I today. He has some still waters for you and I. Hallelujah. Some still waters, some places of peace for you and I. Hallelujah. When, 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 when I saw that news, breaking news yesterday, I, I started to freak out. But I had to remember, he, he, he leads me beside still waters. I'm going to maintain my cool until I know what's up, right? I, I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to allow the enemy to cause me to lose my mind until I know for sure, right? Because where, where the mind goes, the man goes. And so I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm going to maintain my peace. Hallelujah. We, we, I need to maintain a, a, a place of stillness. Hallelujah. A place of stillness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Maintain a calm place. 
Think about it this way. When, when Adam, going back to Genesis, when Adam was in a calm place, after the, the, the Lord creates everything, when Adam was in a calm place, Adam had the ability to run everything under his authority because of, his, of, because of the calmness that he had. Think about this, that, that Adam's mind operated like a computer. See, we need laptops and computers to do just about everything now. It thinks for us. It saves information on it so I don't have to remember it all. I can type something, save it, and I can shut it down, go back the next day, and it's there. I don't have to remember everything. But see, Adam didn't have a Dell or an Apple laptop. And yet God gave him dominion, right, over the earth. And, and the Bible says that, that, that God brought all the animals to Adam, and he named them and categorized them all in his mind. Why was he able to do that? Because he was operating in a calm place. Haven't you ever noticed the busier and the more hectic you and I get and the more drama we're around, we forget some stuff? We can't remember. We'll forget we said something to somebody. Hallelujah. Because uh, we're, 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 we're in a state of turbulence. See, that's the kind of mentality the devil wants to keep you and I in. Our mind racing and turmoil and like a windstorm, you know, just like a tornado in our mind where it's constantly racing about what's going on or what's wrong and all those things. But Adam, because he, he was in a calm place back in the beginning, God brought all the animals to him and he was able to name them and categorize them and, and, and found them all, even without a laptop. He didn't need an Apple computer. We, we couldn't run this church and all we do without all the computers we have, right? <laughs> this is true. And, and, and yet Adam was able to, to name all the species, categorize them, right, and do it all with his mind, with, without a pen, paper, or iPad. W without a smartphone, he was able to do it all. Hallelujah. Good Lord, I, I keep notes in my phone so I can remember what I need to do sometimes, right? But what God is trying to say to you and I is, Adam, I need to get you to a calm place so that you, you, your mind can operate to the capacity that I created it to. How many of you know that it, it's, uh, that's how God brings the creativity even out of us? Some of you are more creative than you even realize. But we live in such turmoil and stress. You can't be creative. Talk to anybody who's a painter or an artist of any kind, a person who's a dancer, any, any kind of artistic thing. And they'll tell you that the more stress that is around them, it hinders their creativity. That's why art studios often look like they do and they have the, the sense that they do. Or if you've ever been to an art show, you get to talking to people and you realize they, they sort of have an escape. Their, their studio was away from distraction, away from other people, and within it have things that will inspire them, things that they enjoy. Hallelujah. When, when I need to get refreshed, I have a few places sometimes I have to go away from people, uh, 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 outside of cell service. Right? You, you got to get to a place that can bring you peace so it can stir up so you, you, can, you can quiet all the other voices in this life to hear the voice of God. Because I've learned God doesn't always shout so I can hear. Sometimes God's whispering. And in order for me to hear what he's saying, I have to quiet all the other voices that are going on around me. Are you hearing what I'm telling me? 
And so God, it says here in the word, he leads us behind, besides still waters. God wants you and I to be able to have such a calmness and such a peace like Adam did that we can, we can name and categorize stuff and we don't need our iPads or our laptops or any of those things. Because when our head is clear, we can think. We can, we can evolve into what God has called us to do, what he has called us to do. But when the waters aren't still, we, we, we're not able to do our best stuff. We're not able to be our best self. So every time you and I start recognizing that there are rapids in our life or a storm brewing in our life, you need to count that as a sign that the enemy is trying to distract you from something. And you need to step into a calm place. Because God says that he leads us beside still waters. God's not trying to lead you into turbulent times. We know trouble will come. God will often use trouble. I've often said trouble is an incubator for greatness. You've heard me say that. God will use trouble for your benefit. But God leads me beside still waters. If you want to know if it's God, it'll be still. If it's turbulent, God might use it, but it's not God. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? That's how I know the difference of people who are supposed to be in my life and people who are not, if they're still. Oh, yes. If there's a stillness and a peace, welcome. If there's not, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Because he leads me beside still waters. God wants you and I to maintain a place and a, and, and a position of peace. doesn't mean every moment of the day I'm going to have peace. But when I start recognizing turbulence, when I start recognizing some raging rapids in my life, I know I have to find a place of peace. Excuse me while I step away from this chaos, this drama that you're erupting into my life, you devil. And I've got to go find my, my peace of mind so I have clarity to think. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's good. That's going to help us deal with people. Hallelujah. Because see, think about it this way. If I was the enemy, if I was the enemy and I wanted to stop you from stepping into your creativity or I wanted to stop you from stepping into everything that, 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 that God wanted for you, I would stop you by, 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 by trying to stop and cease your creativity. I, I would try to keep what's with, within you locked up. And the way that the enemy keeps what's in us locked up is by keeping us in a place without peace, keeping us in that place of turmoil, keeping us surrounded by drama, keeping us focused on circumstances, keep us focused on who's rising against us and what they said this week. I don't care. I don't have time to care what people say, who like or don't like, all of those things, right? Because it will rob me of my peace. I've learned to just sort of let it go, not get bent out of shape about it, let them go. You know, if they were going to leave and you make them stay, amen, they're going to eventually leave anyway. Are you hearing what I'm telling? And so you've got to learn just to live a life in peace. Don't lose sleep over things that you used to lose sleep over and realize God has something more within me that has to come out of me. And so I've got to maintain a place of peace. Nothing good has ever come out of me losing a night's sleep. Nothing. I got cranky, miserable, and irritable. And usually screamed at somebody, right? Unnecessarily. Lois will get the brunt of my irritability, right? Or somebody else. And they didn't mean to. They didn't do anything to deserve it. Nothing good ever ever came out of me worrying about something. Nothing good. 
I got stress. I got stress wrinkles up here. I got a bunch of gray hair that just from in covers. I've got I've got uh, uh, things like that. Wrinkles on my face, right? I, I've caused myself to age and age more years than necessary by worrying, by trying to, to to figure something out. When God says no, I lead you beside still waters. Where's your Where's your calm place? Where's your place of peace? Amen. The the time that we are living in right now. Look around. It is nothing but turbulent times. I can. It's all I can do but to even watch a full news program because of the chaos, the turbulence. Right? It, it's it's a lot. My spirit just like oh, it's nauseating to my spirit. Right? Because there there's so much chaos going on around us, and so God has wanting to remind you and I to come back to a still place, to a calm place where where what he where where what he has deposited within us can come out of us. Hallelujah. Because if the enemy really wants to attack us, he attacks us with busyness. When we get so busy, we don't know what to do because it, 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 it robs me of my calm place. See, that's an area where I got to be careful because I get so busy. I mean, it, it's pretty bad. Somebody asked me to go to dinner this weekend. I had to schedule it. I had to make sure I had like a, a, enough window and move a couple things around. And I, I, I thought, you know, when I looked at my calendar, I thought, this is ridiculous. That I actually have to schedule a time to eat. Are you hearing what I'm telling? Because, see, we can get so busy with, with, with the work of the kingdom and what God is doing and, and good things that are happening. And, and yet all in that process lose our peace, lose our calmness. And what I've learned is that when I get to that point, there's no good decision that's coming out of me. I don't have the peace and the insight. I, I can't see the warning signs of, of a problem that's about to erupt because I've been too busy and too distracted. And so you, when I looked at my calendar, I thought there's a whole lot of stuff I've got to can right about now. This is absurd that I have to schedule dinner. <laughs> I mean, because somebody wants to, to go to dinner. I, I have to cancel stuff. Are you crazy? What was I going to do? What was I going to eat that day anyway? I don't know, because from, from morning till night, I, I was booked and didn't schedule any time for dinner other than, I think, around lunchtime that day. I, I didn't have anything scheduled, because usually they have lunch over there around noon. But, but that, was, that was it. But I had booked the whole way through the day, because the enemy wants to get us to a place uh, where, where we lack stillness, where we, where, 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 where we get so busy with busyness that, that, that we, we lose our peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to show us some things. And when he disrupts our mind, he, he, he gets in there and causes us to worry and fear. And then we end up operating in defense mode because we're irritable and tired and trying to have enough time in the day to do all that needs to be done. And so if I were the enemy and I wanted to disrupt you and I wanted to cause you to, to live in turmoil and keep you from being all that God has called you to be, I would keep you so full of pain and so full of stress and bitterness and anger and unforgiveness to distract you from what, what God really wants to do on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Because remember, the, the Bible says, uh, in, in the Word of God, it says I, that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul does prosper. The enemy wants to keep your soul from prospering prospering what's your soul your mind your will and your emotions think about how how disruptive that gets our mind how it gets disrupted we've touched on that our our will and our emotions sometimes we'll get so irritated we're just i, I know i shouldn't but i'm gonna do it anyway i know i shouldn't buy this but i'm gonna do it anyway i'm just so sick of this life right 
or my emotions. I know I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm so, right? So we'll justify getting angry and saying something we shouldn't. I know nobody in here ever does that, do we, Lewis? Hallelujah. And so the enemy comes to disrupt your mind, your, 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 he, your soul. Look, listen to what the Bible says. I, I wish above all things that you prosper even as your soul prosper. See, see, some people are wondering why we don't see prosperity in life because you can't see prosperity in life until your soul is able to prosper. Once your soul is able to prosper, then you'll see it overflow into other parts of your life. See, people have been saying, oh, but pastor, I'm a giver, and I do think, yeah, you could be a giver, but if your soul is not prospering, you, nothing else you put your hand to is going to prosper. Oh, that's good right there. That was worth coming to church for right there. Because we're wondering, we're wondering, why can't the business prosper? Why is every relationship not prospering? Amen. He, he, listen to what the, the Word of God says, that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Well, look at that that you prosper and that you be in good health, but it, it says even as your soul does prosper. In other words, as your soul prospers, then everything you put your hand to prospers and you'll be in good health. But it all starts with the soul prospering. What is my soul again? It is my mind, my will, and my emotions. Oh, where is the first place we are attacked in any way? Our mind, our will, and our emotions. When I get busy, my emotions are all over the place, right? I can be crying one minute and angry the next, right? My will can be all over the place. My mind can be a wreck, right? And so this is how the enemy hangs us up. This is an area where we, we, we're, the reason we're not seeing necessarily what we read in Scripture manifesting in our life and we're overlooking it. He, he said, I wish above all things that you prosper. I'm going to say it again. Do you get it? I wish above all things that you prosper, even as your soul does prosper. Even as your soul does prosper. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. There's where my health's caught up. My soul's not, I, I, I'm not living in peace. Therefore, my, I, I can't have a, a, a prosperity in, in my health. Prosperity will come to our health when our mind has, has peace, when our mind is able to be prosperous. When I can think straight, then it can pour over into every other part of my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that, 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 that our, our health is going to start prospering. Our mind is going to prosper and be in good total health. Hallelujah. Because where the mind goes, the man goes. Hallelujah. Because, listen, you, you and I can't have, have a whirlwind in our soul and then not have hypertension in our body. Come on. Anybody ever go to the doctor and your blood pressure is up? And, and we're like, well, I don't, I don't know why uh, I eat good. Yeah, but your, your soul is in a whirlwind. You know, let me save you your copay and come see me. I'll tell you why you have high blood pressure, right? If your soul is in turmoil, your mind, your will, your emotions, do you realize everything that we, 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 we almost partake of anymore attacks our soul? I, I know we use technology in our church to get the gospel out, but do you also realize that this thing is a disruptor to our soul? 
When news breaks, it dings. When a thunderstorm comes, it dings. When someone wants to get a hold of me, it dings. It's a disruptor to my soul. In the middle of the night, right, some, some crazy story breaks out, right, they're bombing or something, it dings. It's a disruptor. It, it, it takes me away from, from the very people that are in front of me. When I, you've heard me say, when I go to dinner and people are like this, I'll leave. Mm -mm. Oh, no. I am all that in a bag of chips, Ramona. And when you're sitting with me, you better know what you're getting. You, you, you're here. I don't, I'm not, that's not ego. That's me saying to you, you and I need to value ourselves. I, I'm not paying to go to dinner with somebody while you're sitting there scrolling. If you want to scroll Facebook, sit, home, sit at home and eat a lot cheaper. But I am not taking you out to dinner for you to pay attention to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or scroll some other chat room. I, don't you know who you got in front of you? Mm-hmm. I am all that in a bag of chips. You better appreciate hallelujah, right? And I have. I've left. I, I, I was out, and, and, and the whole table was sitting there, everybody on their own phone, and I thought, you all are. I, I grabbed my phone, put it in my pocket, because it usually always sits on the table. I grabbed my phone, and I left. I got a text a minute, 20 where, What happened? I said I had to go. Why? I said, I'm surprised it took you 20 minutes to realize I was missing. You finally lifted your head. Right? I, I, I am worth more. I, I, I value myself more than that. And so I want people around me that value me too. Hallelujah. And if you value me, then you'll pay attention. You, you'll connect with me while I'm here. Don't be in the same room with me staring down. You can do that later. Do that while you're on the toilet. Do it while you're waiting in a waiting room. But while you have me in the room, see, that's the same way we are with Jesus, though. We'll, we'll come in the room with Jesus, and we're distracted by everything else. And Jesus said, I'm here. I, I, I'm waiting on you to pay attention and even notice I'm in church with you today. And he's sitting there just waiting on you to call upon that. We, we don't even value him or his presence anymore. That's why we don't value people. Oh, see, I'm giving you the good stuff today. See, it's just an overflow. See, see, I, he said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. You're lacking prosperity in relationships because your soul is not prospering. Your soul is not prospering because you don't even value yourself enough to lay down something like this that can wait till later and, and take advantage of the value that God has placed around you. Don't you know the friendships, the relationships, the marriages, the mothers, the fathers that he has given you is value? That, that's him giving you prosperity. See, people, I know people talk about prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about that. No, no, no. I'm talking about prosperity in all, specs, in all aspects of life. That's what God speaks of. God puts people in your life to make you prosperous. The wisdom I have came from people in my life. The knowledge we have came from books and people and things that people have imparted into us. That is prosperity. It's not just, it's not money, money, money. No, I know our society is hooked on that. No, God's talking from another entire position. He said, I want you to begin to value the things and people that are around you that I've given you. Hallelujah. That, that I've placed in your midst. Until you and I start valuing that, you're going to lack peace. Because you're always going to be thinking you need something more. That's why I said last week, God didn't start blessing me with another vehicle until I waxed the old rusty vehicle I had. And when I started valuing it and honoring it, even while I could see through the floorboards, God says, uh-huh, see, you valued what I gave you. And so because, uh, you, because you valued that and you appreciated that and you stewarded it well, now, see, I can give you something that you don't even deserve. 
Are you hearing me? The same thing's true in every aspect of this, this house, this ministry. Our ministry operates and is blessed in the manner we are, not because we have millions in the bank. We're not like that. It ain't like that. But, but God always takes care of us. He, the chairs that we are sitting on, the instruments we have, the fancy lights we have. We had to buy a brand new fancy soundboard, all of that stuff. We, we have it. Why? Because we steward what God gave. That soundboard we had had seen its last day. It had done TV commercials and all of those things. It's allowed us to broadcast on TV for 12 long years, and it's allowed us to stream around the world. It did all that it needed to do. Amen. And, and But we, God was able to bless us with another because we stewarded what we had. Hallelujah. And, and all of those things, and on and on and on. Are you hearing what? You and I will have peace when you and I can start appreciating what you have right now. My God. My God, start, start, start taking inventory and saying, God, I, 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 I don't have everything that I might want, but I, I value what I have. I value who I have. I might be lonely right now, but I'm going to value the people I have in my life right now. Oh, God. See, he'll send you the man or woman of your dreams when you can value who you got right now. My God, that's true. See, we're constantly looking for Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, whatever, whatever, and we're ignoring the very people God's put around us to help make us prosperous. You know, God put around you some people he wants you to learn from to help make you prosper so that you can stand up and you can say, I am all that and a bag of chips and know it and believe it. And so God says, until you value those people, I can't bring that Mrs. Right into your life because you're not taking advantage of who's around you now. You, you won't value them when they show up. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. We won't even value them when they show up. In fact, our life will probably be in such turmoil that we won't even recognize that they, God sent them because we're in such turmoil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. I, I, I want, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave some of that alone. I'll leave some of it alone. Hallelujah. I, I was going to talk to you a minute on... Uh, forgiveness. Look down the next verse. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Look at that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. In other words, I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to walk through it. I, I won't let it walk through me. Uh-huh. I'm going to walk through it. I won't let it walk through me. In other words, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow it to be a part of who I am. That's why whatever's happening out here, I can't let it get in here because then it's gonna, it's gonna come through me. No, David said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that we have to walk through some things. I'm not gonna let it come through me. I'm not gonna let it get in my mind." I'm not going to let it get in my emotions. I'm not going to let it disrupt my will. And instead, I, I'm going to walk through it. It won't come through me. Thank you, Jesus. He goes on to say, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In other words, God has our back. Don't fear. There, there ain't nothing to worry about. God has you. He has your back. He, he is with you. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to allow myself to be filled with fear. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm, I'm trying to fast forward and move a little bit quick because if I keep carrying this out, we'll be here for six months. Uh, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You, you've, you've heard me do a little teaching on the rod and the staff. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The, the, the rod is the stick the shepherd carries. 
that he uses to beat back the wolf. In other words, I don't have to fight. I don't have to fight you. God will fight you. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. See, I believe there's a time for warfare. I believe there's a time where we have to go to war and war against the enemy. But there's a lot of times I think we spend time fighting something. God says, nope, that's not for you to fight. That's for me to fight. I am the shepherd. Hallelujah. We spend a lot of time fighting people and things and circumstances. And God says, nope, you need to know who you are. See, I I know who I am enough to know that what battles are mine and what battles are the Lord's. That's why there are some battles I just can't waste my time on. There are sometimes people will get mad at you and you got to know it's something you can't waste your time on. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In other words, God will, will beat back the enemy when he needs to. It's, it's a, something you don't have to fight. Hallelujah. I don't have to fight you. God will fight you. Hallelujah. Because that battle belongs to the Lord. It, it belongs to the Lord. The other thing about the staff, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, is that when I do step out of where God wants me to be, He'll use that other end of that rod with the hook on it and pull me back into an alignment. God will sort of bring some correction into my life. He'll let me know, Adam, you sort of, you know, you, you sort of lost it there. You, you probably shouldn't have lost it like that. So let me, let me hook you and bring you right back in where you need to be, right? That's what God will do. That, that's the love and the guidance of, of a shepherd. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He brings me back to a place of still waters. He brings me back to a place of peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then look at verse 5. Verse 5, he says, For you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, anytime that, that, that you have an enemy, God will send a table to distract you from the enemy. Some of you will catch it later. I've done the teaching of it that, that God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, God will cause you and I to, he'll, he'll bless you and I and prosper us in the, in, in, so our enemies have to witness it. All right? He'll do that. But, but listen to what I just said. Yeah, he's going to make those who are your enemy witness him blessing you. But I said, anytime you have an enemy, God will send a, you a table to distract you from the enemy. In other words, anytime you see an enemy rise up in your life, you have to not get distracted by looking at the enemy. Nope, start looking for the table. Start looking for the blessing. The enemy sent the, sent the, sent, showed up to distract you from the blessing. And that's how oftentimes we miss the very thing God wants to show us in life that is a blessing, that is something that's meant to prosper us. And so the enemy comes to try to distract us from whatever it is that God is doing. No, when, when you start seeing an enemy showing up in your life, look for the table. Because God wants to use the table to bless you and make and force them to have to witness it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because it comes down to a decision. You have to decide, are you going to eat at the table or are you going to fight with the enemy? Amen. See, I don't have time to fight anybody else that I don't need to fight, right? We all have enough things that we're having to fight. We got we to gotta fight every time we got to go to the store, how we're going to eat this week, right? We got to fight every time we, we got to pay an electric bill or a gas bill. We got to fight all in all aspects of life. Sometimes we got to fight family. 
Sometimes we just got to fight circumstances or, or personalities, right? And so we, we have to decide, are we going to eat at the table or are we going to fight with the enemy? I choose to look for the table. I choose to look for, well, God, what is it that you're trying to bless me with? The enemy doesn't want me to see right now. Hallelujah. Because well, the, the truth of the matter is, is the fact that you have an enemy is a sign that you have a blessing. He has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, when an enemy shows up, I just say, feed me, Lord. Right? Anytime something or someone starts rising against you, that that's, needs to be your end mentality. Lord, just feed me. Where's it at, Lord? Help me see it. So, so when the enemy starts showing up tomorrow to disrupt your mind, your will, your emotions, and you know it's an unexpected, unnecessary enemy, your, your mind should immediately go, feed me, Lord, where's it at? Show me the blessing that you have that, that, I'm, that, that the enemy is trying to distract me from. Hallelujah. Look at this. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Whew. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Oh, Lord. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Thank you, Jesus. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I know, I know I'm repeating it. Thank you, Lord, that you anoint us with oil, that you cause our cup to run over. More than enough. More than enough, God. More than enough. You anoint my head with oil. Cause my cup to run over. <laughs> Why is he anointing our head with oil? Why does he do that? David describes it this way. Anoint my head with oil. Because... There's, there's, there's a few. One of the things about sheep is sheep oftentimes tend to put their nose where it doesn't belong. I know none of us in here ever got ourselves in a situation we thought I should have never got mixed up in this. Uh-huh. Or stuck my nose where it didn't belong. Uh-huh. Sheep are, tend to be kind of curious. David says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Sheep, they, they, they do. They tend to stick their noses in the holes of the earth. They're curious. And so sheep will tend to stick their noses in the holes of the earth where snakes hide. And that could be a bad thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so David says, you anoint my head with oil. So that when the snake gets curious, or, or when the sheep gets curious and puts his nose in a hole that is none of his business, 
and in, where there might be a potential enemy, the oil acts as a snake repellent. Uh-huh. Yeah, the oil acts as a snake repellent so that the snake won't strike in the midst of his curiosity. In other words, you anoint my head with oil. Lord, you're going to protect me from that very thing. Even when I might get my... See, sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. Uh-huh. I, I can be guilty of that. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. So, Lord, even when my, I, I, my, I put my foot in my mouth, you anoint my head with oil. Lord, even where I put my nose where it doesn't belong. God, even when I, when I happen to step into the enemies I can't, you anoint my head with oil. You, 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 you cover me with a snake repellent. That's what David was saying. You cover me with a snake repellent so that if I ever get my nose into something that I shouldn't have, and if the devil ever tries to bite you, he has to draw back because of the oil. See, that's why the Bible says it is the, it, that, that his anointing destroys the yoke so that anything that tries to come to attack you or strangulate you, the anointing will destroy it. The oil will destroy it. That's why the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't say the attack wouldn't come. It just says it wouldn't prosper. See, that sometimes we put our nose into situations where they don't belong. But God says, well, even if you do that, Adam, I won't allow it to prosper you. It, it, the snake might be there. He might be present. The enemy might be there. He might pull back and hiss and, and, and want to attack you, but, but it won't prosper you because I got you covered with repellent. I, you are covered with the anointing of God. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You and I need to be able to find peace in that. When, when, when there is trouble all around me, when I'm surrounded by enemies, I know, I, it, that, how's that song go? That, 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 I may be surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. That it may look like I'm surrounded by enemies right now, but really I'm surrounded by you, God. How am I surrounded by his presence? By, by the very anointing of God, by the anointing over my life. See, the enemy wants you and I sometimes to get focused on the snake that's in the hole or, or the attack that we are currently under. But God says, no, David put it this way, that, that he anoints my head with oil. In other words, God already has a repellent on you for any attack that might come. You might see the enemy. You might even feel a little bit of the attack of the enemy. But we learned in Psalms 91 a few weeks ago that he covers you with his feathers. In order for the enemy to get to you, he first has to come through God. So in other words, you might be feeling a bit of an attack, but it could have been a whole lot worse had it not been for God. Amen. So you might be enduring something right now, but had it not been for the Lord's, Amen. Had it not been for the Lord, had it not been for the oil on my head, had it not been for, for the oil that got me out of a tight place. Anybody ever been in a tight place where, see, the, the favor that's on my life, I testified of that favor, how I can go in and, and get something, and I don't have the income to back it up, and, and favor of God will be just on it, right? I've testified of those things, how our church has been the recipient of blessing after blessing after blessing, right? Because, yes, we steward, but because of the anointing, we can get ourselves into a tight place and God will always get us out because of the anointing. It's a repellent. Anything that would try to rise against us has to back up. It has to back up. The enemy might say, oh, I'm going to take him down today, but he always forgets about the anointing. 
And so the minute he gets close within striking distance, uh, he, he senses that, that oil. He says, oh, 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 no, I forgot he's covered. I forgot he is covered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So church, if you ever get yourself in, in the midst of something, if you ever get your nose into something that you shouldn't have and the devil tries to bite you, he'll have to back up because of the oil, because of the anointing oil of God. You need to understand you have oil on you. You have oil on you. Hallelujah. Every time the devil thought that he had you, he, I slipped out of it. Every time, look over your life. I want you to start taking some inventory of your life. That every time the enemy thought he had you, every time he brought some calamity or struggle or trial in your life that he thought it was going to take you out, look where I am today. Nah, 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 nah. Amen. I'm still here. I'm still here because I'm covered in oil, right? That's what you see. It will get close. Sometimes it will get real close. Amen. Of what the enemy will try to do you. He'll try to discourage you. He'll try to depress you. He'll try to kill you. He'll try to take you out. Right. But we're still here. Why? Because I've got oil on me. I've got oil on me that you can't see. I've got oil on me that enemies can't see. Hallelujah. That's why we're still here. That's why we've made it this far. Amen. Amen. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Amen. So even though I'm in a tight place, even though I've been in a difficult place, I've got oil on me. I'm preaching to somebody today in this place or online or on TV. I don't know where they are, but I've got oil on me that you can't see. Hallelujah. Oil on me. The, the reason we're able to be a blessing and a benefit the way we are, we've got oil on us. Hallelujah. The whole reason we've been able to get by with the favor of God and the things that he's enabled this house to be able to do, we've got oil on us. Hallelujah. The reason he's given us the favor after favor after favor. I mean, you know, just think about this church as being able to have access to our U.S. senators and our U.S. congregants. Never mind you local folk. we got the U.S. senators on our side. Are you hearing what I'm telling me? The reason we've got those kinds of people watching us is because of the I got oil on me. You got oil on you. We, we cannot see. Or anybody hearing what I'm telling you, the whole reason that you didn't die when you should have died, you have oil on you. You have to begin to understand this chapter in a way that you've never been able to understand it. It doesn't make sense that we're still here. It doesn't make sense that I, I, I made it out of some of the health stuff I've had to go through. But I've got oil on me. Hallelujah. Some of us that are, some of the people, all the people that aren't here today, hallelujah, that are struggling in, in physical problems and illness and, and mom and Cynthia and, and the list goes on and on and on. And your mom, we've got oil on us. They can't see. I'm still here because I've got oil on me. You need to know there's a strength. And so the devil may have tried to take you out, but when he drew back to, to take a bite out of you, amen, he, he got a whiff of that oil. And, and, and he began to understand, I, I forgot, I forgot. I, 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 I just forgot. And so he knew it was better for him to back off. So you just felt a little bit because you were covered by God. You are covered by God. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I, shall, I won't worry. I'm not going to worry about this. I, I, I'm about to step out of this thing. He says that my anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Hallelujah. See, what, what's he mean? My cup runs over. He's saying, I'm not going to just bless you. I'm going to bless everything you touch. That's what that means. My cup runs over. How is it that God is going to not just bless you, but everything you touch? It goes back to what we just read there a few moments ago. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. The 
devil is after your soul. He's trying to take your peace. He's trying to take your mind. He's trying to get you all caught up in just doing what you want to do. I know I shouldn't buy it, but I'm going to buy it anyway. I know I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. That is you operating in your flesh. The Bible says that, that, that he wants you and I to take up our cross and follow after him, denying ourselves. See how the enemy gets in our mind to get us to live for ourselves. And not living in a place where the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to close right there. Uh, there, I know there's more to the chapter. We're going to close right there. Stand to your feet if you're able to. If you can't stand, just 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 worship in, in His presence right here. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to call an end to that, 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 that attack that has been, the enemy has been launching against you. To, to, to disrupt your mind, to, to get in there and disrupt your mind, your will, and your emotions. He, to, 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 you've been making decisions and you haven't even been able to have a peace about them because there's such chaos around you. you, 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 you you've just been in a, in a place of disruption and a place of there's unsettledness. Yeah, we see God moving, but we're unsettled. And, and it's because of the, 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 the war that the enemy has launched against our minds. And yet God's word says, I, I wish above all things that you prosper. And be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God says today he, he wants to do an internal work on you. He wants to do an internal work on you that, that will manifest outwardly. But he wants to be able to restore peace and fortitude. And, and, and allow you to, to have refuge and strength within again. Hallelujah. God wants to be able to deal with the inner struggle in you. Yeah, I know there's been a war on the outside, but God says, never mind that. Never mind that. Take that in, take the outside struggle to mind. Remember the word. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You will have enemies, but look for the blessing. Look for the blessing. Look for the blessing. Don't, don't look at the enemy. And so God says, I'm going to do an internal work in you today. I, I'm going to restore you. The Lord is my shepherd. I sh I'm, I'm not going to worry no more. He's not going to take my peace. He's not going to cause me to worry or fear. He's not going to allow me to live in unforgiveness. Oh, oh. Whew. See, that's the other I, I, I couldn't get to. The enemy gets in there to disrupt your mind by, by planting seeds of unforgiveness. Cause you and I to operate in get more than just frustrated we start getting bitter and angry at people and the enemy gets in there and before you know it what he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul your soul can't prosper because i got something in me that don't belong Whew. so today father as we close God, we just lay ourselves on the operating table of heaven. Lord, as I sense your glory and your presence, 
Father, I pray that you would do in our lives. <laughs> do a work, a deep work in the soul of every man and woman and person in this place today. That, Lord, your word says that you wish above all things. You wish above all things that we prosper and be in good health. Even, even as my soul prospers. So, Father, start in me. Start within us, God, that we'll be able to see the manifestation of it in our lives. Lord, in me, Lord, right now, restore peace to your people. Lord, restore joy. Restore a calmness in the midst of turbulence. Lord, in the midst of uncertainty, God, we're going to start walking because we know our value. We might be surrounded by some people who don't know how good they got it that we are in their midst, but God, I'm about to understand my value. Lord, there's some people under the sound of my voice that are about to get a wake-up call that they've been, they, 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 they've been causing themselves turmoil and allowing themselves to be robbed and stolen from by, by surrounding themselves with people that don't value them. People that don't appreciate what it is they're carrying. I am made in the likeness and the image of God. Therefore, I am like him. And those who don't recognize that I am like him, I must separate myself from. I, I can't allow them to detract or distract from my life because I'm carrying you. I'm a carrier of the presence of God. And so if you don't value me, you don't value him. And if nothing else, somebody's getting a word. If nothing else, you got to value who you are carrying. I value him more than I do me. My name doesn't mean anything, but it's he that I carry that is all powerful and almighty. And so if they can't value you, they surely aren't valuing who and what you are carrying. Woo. So, Father, we're getting our peace back today. I'm getting my strength back today. God, we, we just dispel weariness right now in the, name of Jer in the name of Jesus. We dispel every attack of the enemy that has been trying to t wear down our mind and wear down our peace and cause us to live in total turbulence around us. We, we just rebuke all the weapons of the enemy even right now that your word has declared that no weapon formed against us would prosper. Lord, I just thank you that every weapon that has been formed, that it will not prosper. We might be able to see it. We might be able to see the enemies around us, but it will not prosper. I might see the snake in the hole, but it cannot bite because of the repellent of the anointing oil of God that is on my life. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, you restore us because, Lord, we are sheltered by the shepherd. <laughs> we are sheltered by the shepherd. You go before me in the presence of my enemies. You, you have me covered. You have me sheltered. Yes, God, you, you have me covered. Why? Look, look at this. You have me covered in such a way that, God, I can operate undercover. Oh, God, you have us covered in such a way that we can operate undercover. We're, we're people, and the enemy isn't going to see what's coming because I'm operating undercover. You, you have me shielded. Shielded. So, Father, I thank you right now. You're doing a deep work in your people. Lord, somebody in this place got a word today. They got their fortitude. They got their strength. 
They got, they got something to hold on to, to, to climb up out of where they are, to say, I, I'm better than this. I'm better than where I am. I, I'm better than what I've allowed to, to, to be around me. I, I'm better than the manure pit that I've been dwelling in. I'm better than this because I'm a creation of the Almighty God. And so, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for divine deliverance. I pray right now, God, for divine reversals in the name of Jesus. I pray right now that, God, you would just reestablish yourself within them. And I speak your word right now over them that you wish above all things that they prosper and be in good health even as their soul does prosper. I speak that their soul would prosper. I speak that their health would prosper. Hallelujah. I speak it all over their life and that God it will overflow. Their cup would run over and everything that they touch would then be blessed because of the blessing that is within them because of the prosperity that dwells in their soul. Let their mind, will, and emotions God be like a volcano when just start erupting with the goodness of God, with, with the peace of God, with the calmness of you, with the strength of God. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we're going to begin this week. And Father, I pray that it would be a brand new week of favor and blessing. That God, as you allow us to walk in your favor, because we're walking in a new understanding of who I am. That, Lord, when we walk in the room, you walk in the room. Uh-huh. The Lord is my shepherd. I, 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 when the enemy tries to keep you up tonight, I'm not worried. Nighty-night, devil. Nighty-night, devil. Shut your mouth, devil. Nighty-night. I, the, I, the Lord is my shepherd. I, I, I'm not worried. I, I, I'm not worried. Hallelujah. When you check your bank balance, I'm not worried. I, I, I'm not worried. When you look at your gas gauge, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried. When you don't know how the outcome's going, I'm not worried. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not worried. Hallelujah. Lord, let this be a week of favor and blessing in the name of Jesus. Father, as we leave this place, God, I thank you for every person in this house, online, who gives. God, let this be a beginning of you multiplying and let them see it come back to them as your word declares, even as their soul prospers. Let their cup run over in every aspect of their life. I pray in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory. Lord, we'll thank you in advance. We thank you in advance. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take that word with you today. Have a blessed day and a blessed week in Jesus. God bless you. We love you.